Hello. Welcome to episode 30, Jack. We made of it to our number weird 30. Life. Yeah, we did. Episode 30 of Our Weird Life. That means we have been recording for like a month. A month, what you're about? <laughs> <laughs> like, as if we did, like, in podcast world, it's like a month. You mean like 30 continuous days? Yeah. I suppose so. Like, yeah. at any time you do any sort of challenge, the yoga challenge, the healthy food challenge, it's like, oh, for 30 days, try it for 30 days. Get your money back after 30 days. <laughs> Guys, do you want your money back? <laughs> oh, sorry, you can't get your time back you if can't. you've been listening to this uh, no. podcast all that time. No. To be Actually, I've got to say, if you've made it to episode number 30 and you've been, you know, really dedicated to the uh, the OWL podcast, well done. Aww. Good for you. You've put up with us for that long. Yeah, you have. I um, feel like if you do anything for 30 days, it becomes a habit. You would think, I mean, look, when we started this, it was it was always a bit of a like, this may or may not be something that works for us. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we'd never really experienced doing a podcast before. and But it just feels kind of like very, I don't say normal, but I mean, I, I look forward to doing it. I look yeah. forward to sitting down and having the conversation, but it feels like part of our... Week? Yeah, yeah, part of our week and, and mm. it's not, I wouldn't even say routine. No, I think that we would usually have long chats anyway. Mm. I think that we would usually have long chats anyway between ourselves. So yeah. it's kind of just, we're just recording them I guess and so. having it so that the people can listen to it. Yeah, this is, it's not exactly something unusual out of our normal everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that now they're permanent conversations. Yeah. But it's nice that we've got them to look mm. back on and, you know. But that's not what I meant. What I meant is, you know, when you do something for 30 days, you want to ingrain have it into yourself yeah you do you try and you do it for 30 days and after that it usually sticks so i hope that we've stuck to some people like stuck on them stuck it in like on their on their routine you mean? yeah like it's become a habit for them like oh on a monday morning on my way to work i listen to jack and jody from our weird life i hope so that would be a nice that would be a nice thing wouldn't it if it's had some kind of happy impact or positive impact on their day that's mm. good well even to go to sleep too yeah, some people use podcasts for that reason, or music in general, don't they? Yeah. yeah, and we're not, like, super hyper or anything. I think people could fall asleep to our voices. What do you think? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just one of our voices. So, like, say they can fall asleep to you, but not me. So they'll, like, fall asleep when you're talking, and then when I talk, they're like, bloody hell, she's... <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pleased that we've stuck to it, mm. and... Uh, we're What's a habit here. that you have ingrained in your life after 30 days? I'd love to know. Um, a habit after 30 days. Have you tried anything for 30 days? Have you successfully done any or have you failed at any? Well, I failed at loads. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I tried to stick to 30 days of something. Um, we, we did 30 days of yoga, but we weren't consecutive with it at all. No, well, it was like we tried. So we did that one plan. And I, we tried a second plan fairly recently, but I don't know what it was for whatever reason. I can tell you why. Oh, go on. <laughs> that, was, that was the weirdest thing ever. I thought something wrong was going on. And <laughs> Jodie holds up a hand like, 
the Messiah. I, I, was, I was saying like you know, when you're in the class. I was like, I know. <laughs> Jack thought I was trying to stop him, stop the podcast. Stop. I, thought, I thought it was a technical difficulty. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just been good. It's yeah. been a good girl. I, I, I am Spartacus. Because when we started that 30-day yoga hmm. um, last year, it was actually, the cherry blossom had just started to bloom. Right. Because I specific, specifically remember making a mental note of it. Like, I must get out of bed and do yoga every day because right outside our house we have these huge cherry blossom leaves, uh, petals, and they just fall. And I made the absolute most out of it. I was like, I'm never going to forget this. I'm the, always Getting gonna... the view through the window, you mean? Yeah, and I wanted to make the absolute most of it. Mm. So, but this time we started doing it in January and it was really cold. And we'd get up and it, obviously the snow is pretty, but it's so cold and it was so dark as well in the morning. It was just much harder to do. Yeah, I think that had a massive impact on it really. And mm. it, it doesn't give you as much enthusiasm to, to do that, I suppose. Um, I think what we should do is the first day that the cherry blossom blooms or just before it blooms, bam, on the yoga mat. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Drop and give me 50. <laughs> Drop and give me down my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember any of the other moves. Warrior two, quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should do that, and then, and then after the thirty days, just keep it up, and then by the time we get to winter, hopefully it will have been the groove a bit. again. I should, I'm saying this, but we've tried it for three winters now, and look where we are. Well, you know, it, it it's not exactly easy to put those things into a regular routine. I'm trying to think of something that where it's been more successful, like. I, had, I mean, I know we've already said it, but actually doing and editing and uploading these podcasts has been something that I was initially a little bit sceptical of in myself. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's they take a lot of commitment to yeah. do every week, week in, week out. You know, it's like it doesn't matter if you're busy or if you don't have much time, if you're tired. Maybe the particular day you go to record, it's your only day in the week you've got and you just feel... Me. That's not an excuse. Yeah. For this kind of thing, you have to be regular on it, you know. So, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that we managed to keep that going for, well, how many months would it be now? Uh, I think we we started in August. August to September was about the time when we started, and it's now now. almost. It's like mid February, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Today the end. Today is the twenty first. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. I'm I'm happy with that so far. I'm so, proud of you too because I literally said to Jack because I do loads of other things and edit other things in my spare time. I was like, I can't edit another thing. Yeah, it's, so, it's so you too know, many things to balance, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, so if we're gonna do this, like you've got to edit it and mm. you've got it, and I'm really proud of you for doing it because, like, it is really hard. It is really hard to manage all these like things. It's not the worst thing ever if you enjoy it. And I, I think this is easy. Yeah, this is easy because we enjoy it, and I'm not saying it's easy to edit. <laughs> I make no. a lot of mistakes. No, but like, it it gets easier mm. the, as the more time passes because as um, we get more used to this like medium of speaking, I guess so. through a podcast mm. that that becomes more natural to us, and so editing becomes less of a problem, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pleased about what we've got so five. far. High five. 
There we go. Do you think high fives are effective? And doing what? I think five high five high fives are really effective in you, life. You mean like in sort of gene yeah. you up the energy? You know, you know, like at school, if like the kids done really well, you got a high five. Mm. You should see their face afterwards. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely overjoyed that you gave them a high five. Yeah, I think that or like. Um, you know, like a little fist bump thing. They seem to like that too. There's some kind of like a, there's like a spark connection when they're like, yeah, like yeah. I did the thing. Isn't that weird though? Look, we're just slapping hands. Slap your hand and then you feel good. Yeah. Can you imagine if you saw animals doing that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> little high fives. Yeah. You know, like fish that swim past each other. They just go like fin five. Yeah, fin five. <laughs> fin five. Good catch, fin five. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's very weird, isn't it? To be honest, <laughs> when I really... Fin five. You know when I really think about hands and feet, they're so weird. Oh, like, gosh. I don't like, even get me started. Like, um, hands are just kind of like long feet, really. Long toes. Fingers, yeah. Sorry, fingers are like long toes. Yours are especially long. They are especially long. He's got very long fingers. Pianist fingers. Penis? Pianist. Oh, penis. Penis. <laughs> penis fingers. <laughs> Filthy mind. No, listen to that back. It sounded like you said penis. The person who plays the piano is a pianist. I have pianist fingers. But you didn't say pianist. You just you didn't say penis like fingers. That. Penis fingers. <laughs> <laughs> You've got very funny. elegant hands. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've noticed they're getting older recently. Well, I don't look, look, look at my fingers there. Look how wrinkly they look. Hang on, you can't just curl the back of your hand and go, look how wrinkly. That's like so like crumpling any Ew, part of your skin. Yours is like a banana. Hang, hang on. What? Can you give some context to what you're saying here? <laughs> my penis fingers look like a banana. What are you talking about? Like, oh, Jack, that's so weird. Like, so Jack stretches his hand out so hard that it curls back on itself. Like, his fingers curl upwards. <laughs> and the, it literally looks like a banana. Like his hand looks like a banana. That Look, is so weird. I am double jointed in my hands. I know. And it's something that just happened. You know what I've noticed though recently? Looks so freaky. my thumb. It looks like it hurts. But it's starting to. That's what oh, I was about to say. Sorry. So my thumb, um, it bends backwards, not from the um, the bit closest to your actual palm, but the the next like knuckle, the knuckle the basically. The first knuckle. Yeah. So that bends quite far top. back. However, it's starting to cause me some issues now. So I'll, you know, if I'm not pressing something or mm. holding something, it naturally goes further back than I want it to, but it's actually starting to, like, hurt now. Oh, dear. So that ain't good. Just keep an eye on that. I guess you have thing. to, like, um, use the tippy top of your thumb instead. Yeah, of, to, do, of to the, do all the stuff. What, what's this called? The breast of the thumb. The breast. <laughs> the thumb breast. The thumb breast. You know, you would, if you were like doing a thumbprint in yeah. the, in the uh, police station or something. Yeah. Not that bit. You've I got know to, it well. You've got to use the tippy top, not the breast. The tippy top. It looks like a breast. It looks like a um, like a robin's breast. Do you know what I mean? Like pushed out. Anyone tuning into this podcast, we wonder what we're talking about with penis fingers and. I feel like I'm describing thumbs. it really well, but maybe not. Brett, you mean like it's like a big chest? Yeah, it looks like a chest, like a but like a robin's breast. Okay, you know yeah, I can, I can, you can draw that. a little robin's face on there. And I'm kind of tempted to. Yeah, yours is definitely because yours sticks out really far. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, 
Yeah, it's fingers not. are fingers are so it's weird, so strange, especially. If I sorry, going back to animals again, but if I imagined certain animals with human fingers, what would be the weirdest animal to have human fingers? Um, about like a rabbit or something like that. Oh, wouldn't that be strange? Or like like a deer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of like ho- hooves, instead yeah. of hooves, you've got these big floppy fingers like yeah. going going along in the on forest. On both, on their on their back legs as well. Yeah, front and back. So it's you, like walking uh, around on hands. I feel like I've seen a studio. Ghibli, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? I always get confused. I live in Japan, I should be ashamed. Shame. Studio Ghibli. I think it's Ghibli. Okay. Oh, I'm not sure. Sorry if it's not. Um, I'm sure I've seen that in one of their movies, one of those movies. And probably they, they really push the uh, fantasy element, don't they, to, mm. to the max? Like weird creatures and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, deer. I've only seen a couple of those movies there. A deer would be very strange, wouldn't it? What, what do you think? What about a duck? A duck. <laughs> well, I don't think they're too far off actually because they've mm. got the webbing between the feet. So I suppose if you just remove the webbing, you'd have like little, yeah, that's true. Little dangly. Part. If you think of our hands, like if I, you think our hands are supposed to have webbing in them, they suddenly look very skeletal and strange. If I think what? Like if you think that we're supposed to have, like think of your hand is supposed to have webbing in it. Oh, like imagine it with webbing. Yeah, like you can totally imagine that. That's totally would look normal. Yeah. And then if you look at your hand and think that it's missing the webbing, your mm. hand suddenly looks very like skeletal. But it makes you realise how how, um, how fish-like and amphibian we would be with that. You know what I mean? Because you imagine like a frog. Oh, yeah. Or, you um, could make an awesome snowball. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a scoop. <laughs> Good. What could you use it for? Think of um, other things. Wash your face. Oh my god, you could wash your face without it like the water slipping through your fingers. God, you'd like you'd drown your face, wouldn't you? You'd too much in there. Um, you could drink out your palm of your hand. You could drink an awful lot of water out of there. You could eat your cereal. Just pour it in the like. Uh, it'd be like a pre-made bowl. Well, yeah. So you you sort of like cup your hand, which you got this full of this big web. You probably have to angle it a bit because it'll all come out. Put a bit of cereal and milk in there, swish it around and <laughs> knock it back. Breakfast is done. That's funny. You'd be so efficient in the morning. Efficient. Efficient. I, I just imagined you doing your hair, like, with your webbed hand. Like, total slick back. Slick back, yeah. <laughs> it's strange to think about, yeah, if you mix, like, human and alum, animal elements. Like, you know, if... Um, Snails have slime. Imagine if we were just really slimy. Like everywhere we walked, we was like, yeah. <laughs> we drag a trail behind us. But we'd just invent something that we would just stop that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if it was normal, you know, if it, we were like that was our thing. Like if, oh no, if different people had different animal traits. Like some people were very. Um, they were like spiders. They would literally just like cling to the top of walls and like scuttle across ceilings <laughs> and stuff. Um, like some people like were star like signs. fast hunters and like star signs. Yeah, instead maybe. of like the star sign, you had like an animal trait, That's or right. like when you were born, like the year of the monkey or the year of the whatever. That's right. You, you had be... traits of that thing. You were still, you were still essentially like human, but you had these like abilities. Like say, if you what were, would you like to be mixed with what animal? Um. I've always liked the idea of flight, honestly. So is, mm. there, is there a star sign that's to do with flight? A bird? That's or pretty cool. 
Oh, I thought you were just saying... Oh, just a general animal. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd... Like, I, I always... You know, you see nature document documentaries of, like, eagles and stuff. Or birds. They, they can just, like, stay suspended in the air. They barely move and they're just gliding. Yeah, but can I ask you a question about this? Yeah. So, say if you said, okay, yeah, I want to be, like, mixed with a bird. Yeah. So, they're like, oh, okay, so you want to be, like, a, a crow or something. Right. Would you have the same size wings as the crow? So you'd be like human size with these tiny little wings, <laughs> and you actually wouldn't be able to fly anywhere. Oh, that'd be so. You, you know, you, you know, if you'd made that deal, mm. um, like before you realised the implications of being mm. out of proportion. Yeah, you got little pigeon wings. I always think that you know, like you know, on these, on when it's like, oh, you get three wishes yeah. as a genie, you get three wishes granted. Um, uh, that's my first thought is always like, you really have to word it carefully. Like yeah. whenever I blow out my candles on like my cake, I'm like, I like have to specify like this year or this person or this thing. Like, because I'm like, I can't just say, you know, give Sheila a new car. It's like, no, give Sheila Morris that lives at this address. <laughs> <laughs> I do like. I have to be quite specific with my wishes. Oh my god! There's no limit to that, though. Like no, you, but that otherwise, how does the wish fairies know which wish to grant? Like you need to give an address and a blood type and a and I mean a not, full that's description. not that specific. Just like <laughs> you know, if you want something like to happen this year, you say at the end of this year. Yeah. Da 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 da. Because if if you just say. I want a hundred quid or whatever. Well, that could happen any time in your life from now until the end of your life. I suppose you couldn't. So you have to specify. You can't be vague, can you? You can't say I want to be very successful, and then whoever get, grants you the wish has to like designate what success even means. Mm. Like they make you a really successful window cleaner or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're really good at it. Yeah. Like, just I'll, for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm just really good at cleaning windows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd have to really be, like, on point mm. with the wish definition. But this is what I always think. So if you have, if you had three wishes from a genie, mm. you know how people say, my first wish would be to wish for more wishes. So, well, that's endless, isn't it? I feel like, I, like think that would be, endless I think that would be off the table, don't you? You can't wish for more wishes from mm. one of your wishes. But do they ever ask? Do they ever say? Uh, or do they do they specify? You cannot wish for three wishes. Who's they? Like the wish like people? Like the genie, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's like... I don't, they, they don't inherently say, you cannot wish for more wish. But I, the implication is, you have three wishes. Have you noticed, though, the last wish, they always sort of may, manage to get away around that wish the way they word it or something. They always manage to get something else out of it. In the story, Like, that happens in Aladdin, doesn't it? Doesn't he, like, wish that he was something so I, that the, the other person that had the wish doesn't get their wish or something like that? Yeah, something straight. I, I don't remember exactly how it goes in, in Aladdin. I know he, he wastes... Was it the first one or first two, even? He, he yeah. completely wastes He's the like, I want bread or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he was like a street urchin, so maybe that's kind of useful to stay alive. But even so, you've got a genie, like, think about it. But he should have <laughs> said an unlimited supply of bread. An unlimited supply, just like Fresh falls, bread. It see, just falls see, out of the sky. That's where you have to be specific. Fresh bread. 
And when it goes mouldy, it disappears. I don't want mould. I don't want a mouldy li- lifetime of mouldy bread. Oh, what a nightmare! Just yeah, just imagine you've you've said, um, I want an endless supply of meat, mm. and meat just keeps like flopping down like from the sky randomly. But it it's it's raw. You might even, oh, you might not animal. even have a could be any animal an oven. You might not have a way to cook it. Could have like there. badger meat falling out the sky. Exactly, yeah. You might have but to say, I also, want endless chicken. Back to the bread point. People mm. have a real preference on bread in the UK. Like Warburton's or... God, I can't even remember now. What kind of <laughs> what, what kind of bread do we have? We have... I was going to say Thornton's. That's chocolate, isn't it? Warburton's, uh, King's Mill. King's Mill, oh gosh. King's, is that right? King's Mill? Yeah. That sounds wrong. King's Mill, that's... Um, so, um, yeah, imagine if you wished for, like, bread and you oh, I love a Warburton's, like... You know, Love. that toast bread. I like that one, the orange one. Imagine you wish for that and then you got King's Mill. Life supply of King's Mill. You'd be devastated, It's King Smith. You? What did you say? <laughs> I forgot. It's King's Mill, that's right, yeah. Hovis is the other one. Hovis. Yeah. Um, you, you're right, people are specific on bread, aren't they? Very specific on bread. When I used to work in a shop, oh, my God. Bring if, me a loaf of Warburton's. If I Not, didn't... No, no, this Hovis nonsense. Bring me a loaf of Warburton's. But if I didn't have their bread that they wanted and I'd have to keep bread for specific customers which was against the rules really was it but I wasn't about to be yelled at every week no well you no. can't you can't do that can you you, you gotta when the bread comes in in the morning keep me a loaf of toasty warburtons <laughs> I'd be like alright see that look at the be all and end all <laughs> yeah. of life Oh, I don't want any of that uh, do you king's know mill you know why goes though? right through me because oh. if it snowed Mm. Say goodbye to those bread, those loaves of bread. Because the delivery guy wouldn't come. No, no, no. Because um, people pe- buy out stock when it snows. Why do people do this? Because <laughs> I get it. I get it. They don't want to go out. They can freeze the bread. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? They'd, they'd rather the roads are dangerous. I understand it, but we get it. Like if I was working in the shop, I'd get it in the neck for like I'd be like, well, I didn't know it was going to snow. Yeah. Not, like I'm not like a weather. I can't predict that, you know, Simon's going to come in here and buy ten loaves of bread. I can't predict that, can I? <laughs> I'm sorry, Sheila. It's funny I haven't the, got your Warburton's today. It's funny the um, the panic that comes over people when there's like a threat of that kind of thing happening. Mm. Like, do you remember um, what would happen now? Oh, years ago, we used to have like petrol shortages and people were queuing right the way up to the station yeah. from all the way down. Do you remember that? I remember that too. I was going to say no, but then when you said queuing, yeah, I remembered it. Yeah, I remember it was quite a tense time. Everyone was getting really erratic and annoyed about the fact that they were they might not be able to get petrol. Have you ever thought it's weird that petrol stations close for lunch? Or they just close when they want to. They just put... Like, our local petrol station would just put up... Just a little sign. Yeah, little cones. Sorry, I'm out. Sorry, no petrol What are you now. doing? I'm having my lunch. <laughs> I've got places to go, pal. <laughs> <laughs> like... Get back Can in you the not station. Get someone to swap your shift, or I bet because it's a small place, they only need one person there. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, if you look at some of the the stations that are in like some mountains around here, they close at four pm. A lot of them do. Yeah, they do. So, God help you if you need um, some gasoline. By the way, a, a luxury of living in Japan. No one ever told us this. Mm. 
forget the Pokemon store, forget the Tokyo Tower. No one told us this. They fill your petrol up here. Oh. You don't even have to get out the car. It's you don't a, have to pay them either. That's that's their job. Yeah. They literally do it, and then they go and get the receipt, and they bring it to you. You give them the money. They go away. They give you your change. See you later. It's wonderful. It's amazing. You just you pull into the station. You just rock up anytime you like, and then they you don't even need to tell them what you need because they put little markings on the inside of the the petrol caps as mm-hmm. like regular uh, diesel blah blah blah. And they just fill it up with the amount that you want. If you want a full tank, just say full tank. And, and, and they clean your windows. They do? They just clean your windows. So you sat there listening what to your radio, waiting? listening to your music. Waiting and for just your petrol to fill up. Scrubbing your windows, wiping down your, your wind mirrors. Mirrors. Great. You don't have to get out. The, it's freezing. It's minus 18, let's say, for example. Mm. You can just sit there. I always wave at them, though. Leave the engine on. Every time I go to turn past. the engine off. I'm not sure about that, the, the the engine thing. Yeah, they don't, they've never told me to turn it off, but no. I, I have. But one time I left it on by accident, they didn't say anything. Well, I'll just leave it on now. I don't even turn it oh, off. Oh, no, and, you and should turn I'm, it off. I know, I know you should because there's always that thing, isn't there, of like, it's dangerous to leave it running. Yeah, because it's like... There's like a potential for it to explode or detonate or something, catch fire or I don't know. You should definitely turn it off. Well... You remember when you were in the petrol station, filling up your... Filling up your car thing, and they go, number five, number five, can you shut your window, please? Number five, excuse me, but it comes through really like muffled, doesn't it? It's like, number five, yeah. number five, number five, and you're like, yeah. so you have to press the button on the intercom before you can speak to it. <laughs> like, what are you shouting over to the window? What? what are you saying? Yeah. And you don't know if they're talking, talking yeah. to you. In fact, you don't even know that you are number five until no. you finish what you're doing. And, and, then, up, and you go number in and like, oh, I'm number five. <laughs> then you go in, they're like, you had your window open. Yeah. That's illegal. Oh, like, oh sorry, I didn't. Cheers. Did you tell me? I didn't. Why don't they put intercoms <laughs> on the actual thing themselves? On what thing? Like, you know, the one that's where you are, the pump. It is? It's, it's above? No, no, I'm saying like facing you. Not like this scare. giant echo chamber of like God speaking. <laughs> like, number five, please, <laughs> Honestly. We had some silly designs, don't window. we really? You know, when you think Pretty about it, there were some really silly designs of things. I guess so. You know, you're just thinking, why does that, why is that a thing? What's the most... Well, I was always in the impression that roundabouts were... I always used to think that they were good. Mm-hmm. Because I would think about the flow of traffic, and I'm like, traffic just never stops moving. Mm. Um, and so it stops this kind of like stop-start motion. Since being in Japan, I'm not so convinced. No, there isn't really any here. But the roads are very straight and very wide. I suppose. Whereas in the UK, we've got all sorts of windy, weird roads. I guess so. But I mean, just the principle of like that, there's a junction and, you know, different like ways you can go off it. The more and more I think about a roundabout, they are, they're lethal. They are very dangerous. Like you've got to just you've got a time. Not only have you got to be have your like your your brain engaged. Go now, go now. You've got to hope that someone else behind you doesn't go go now. Like whilst mm. they're looking at the same time, and the people flying around the roundabout, and then you've got to cross lanes to make sure that you can get to your correct turning. It's like it, 
they are very scary. That's a lot of trust that you're putting in people not to be. And that, I mean, hence why there's so many accidents at roundabouts, right? Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think they should exist. I haven't really felt stressful driving in Japan, and I've driven all around Tokyo several times in a big this, car. My theory is that roundabouts cause the vast majority of stress for people in driving. I because agree it, with you. If actually. I if I think about it, driving through the UK. It's only at the roundabout where you're like, okay, uh, do I need to be in this lane? Do I need to be in this lane? Like, you mm. really have to think so much. And if you like, some people are less confident drivers. It makes them panic, and that's when you're likely to have an accident because you're like, and you just fly off to the side, you know, yeah. and you don't think properly. It's funny actually because the person that I was driving with, um, he was like really surprised about my driving. Mm. He was like, oh, you. He's like, I don't mean this bad, but I didn't expect you to be good at driving because his wife is like, is really scared to drive around Tokyo. Right. And I said, I said, yeah, but I, I drive in the UK. Like, if you like try and drive around London in comparison to Tokyo, it's like it's stressful, isn't it? Yeah, because of all the, like you said, all the small roads, roundabouts, the one-way system. Yeah. Um, but in Tokyo, it it's kind of it looks confusing, but it is pretty much like straight. And like straight roads, traffic light, straight road, traffic light. Yeah. Turn right, traffic light. It's kind of like that. Well, even like, even like Shibuya Crossing with that four way crossing, like the biggest crossing in the world, apparently. It's um, still pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the more I think about the idea of the roundabout, I just think that's like it's like crazy. Mm. Um, Do you so. remember when we? When we went, so they don't really have roundabouts in Japan, but we found one, <laughs> and we were we were on like a school trip with the school, just the teachers, not the kids. Yeah. Um, like a teacher day thing, I don't know. And we went with them, and we were driving, and everyone was like, "Oh, wow, whoa!" Like looking out the window, taking pictures, videos. I was like, what are they looking at, Jack? Like, we couldn't figure it out, and we were looking. And we were just driving around this round, this really tiny little roundabout. And then as we came off the roundabout, I was like, we just went in and round and came out the same road. Mm. I was really confused. Like, why is there a roundabout there? That's really confusing. And then I realised, I was like, oh, they're excited about the roundabout because they don't have roundabouts in Japan. I think the one that we went to, or we drove around... Was it like, like the first one or the, the only one? Yeah, the f I think it was the first one, maybe. It was like uh, towards Niigata, which is like on the, the western coast of, of Japan. and uh, We drove out of our way to yeah, see this Yeah, they actually roundabout. went out of the planned route to go just once around, yeah. around the roundabout in this little minibus thing. We were totally confused because not uh, too much time hadn't passed from us having left England and we were like, oh, this is not... You know, it's not weird to see a roundabout. Yeah. It is now. But, um, yeah, that was that was pretty amusing. It reminds me of, like, <laughs> you know, really terrible tourist attractions. Yeah. It was like one of those. Yeah. The world's first roundabout. roundabout. Well, Japan's first uh, roundabout. Japan's first roundabout. Yeah. Marvel at the, <laughs> the spherical <laughs> nature. <laughs> what, what have we done here with something like that? Probably, like, anything to do with the the fish or sushi that whole thing like if you go into a restaurant you see like an octopus or something 
I suppose. We're like, whoa. You mean like what do we sort of like marvel yeah, at and we're that, amazed by it that's yeah. totally regular? Mm. Um, Probably the toilets, the heated toilet seats. Yeah. Oh my god. That's true, actually. Can it's I magic. can I raise a point yeah. about, about Japanese toilets? This is something I've also totally changed my mind on too. And once you've experienced it, you understand, right? So it's not very common to have a uh, what do you call them? A bidet, bidet or a wash a wash system on a toilet. Mm. It's very European and apparently Japanese <laughs> to have them on toilets. Now we're very unused to them. Mm. Um, British people just they just don't really have them, do they? Right. So you come to Japan and they're there and you try it out and you're like, oh, it's a bit unusual. But when you finished going to the toilet, you feel miraculously clean. You yeah. feel like you've had a little bath. You feel right? like you've had a bath, yeah. And then you stand up and you, let's say you wipe. This is so TMI, Jack, I'm literally cringing. And there's, there's, <laughs> there's not very much there, which is, you know... <laughs> helps helps, helps in the process. Hang on, bear with me. Oh my god, I'm cringing so hard. So now what I realise <laughs> is that when you don't have a bidet, what's left? You're just walking around with loads of poo on you. <laughs> Stop! It's you true. cannot believe that. In that is so TMI. Why? Like, I'm so embarrassed. The current I'm going. <laughs> it's true. It's not true. It is. You don't wipe properly then. It's better. It's cleaner. Yeah, it feels clean. It's quicker. It's quicker. Thank you. But I wouldn't... Like, it takes longer to make sure everything's off. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm walking around with poo on me. If you are, you need to... You need glasses or something. (laughs) (laughs) Particles, at least. It's definitely cleaner. Because it's water, yeah. And it feels nice. Jack likes to wash his bottom. Hey, as far as I can see now, there is nothing wrong... With having a clean hiney. Hiney? Hiney. It's very American, isn't it? Yeah. I say hiney. Is that, is that German? Hiney. Hiney? No. French? No, I think, I, think, yeah, I think Americans say hiney. But where's it from? I don't know. Our friend today, he was like, oh, I forgot my pants. I'm not, I should, I, I should put some pants on. That's what he said. I was like, you're not wearing any pants. <laughs> What's like, wrong with you? No, I... I don't say trousers. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I think that's one of those things that you we just never get used to saying properly. Mm. But in Japan, they say pants. Do they? I thought yeah, they didn't say pants. They say pants. Because I, when you when we're teaching them, we have to teach them the American yeah. pants. So I was teaching them snow pants, and they every time I said snow pants, they just thought it was so funny that you would wear pants in the snow, <laughs> like specifically for snow. I was like, no, because I had a picture like snow suit snow jacket or whatever snow pants and every time I said pants they kept pointing so that's how I knew because they kept uh, pointing they're like pants I was like no <laughs> that is incorrect it's like these trousers like showing them trousers <laughs> I was like that's no that's wrong they were like pranch <laughs> did you um, did you happen to see in the news on Thursday that NASA successfully landed, um, like, a Mars rover onto Mars. It's a new one called Perseverance. That's really, really funny, actually, because I saw the video earlier on today. 
Oh, really? I was what I was about to watch it, okay. and um, something happened, like my phone battery went, or something like that. Right. So I didn't actually see it, but I did see it. But I didn't see it. If I you know what I mean. mean. You, you became I was about aware to of watch it. the reaction. Yeah. To them, it's actually you know what. It was quite emotional, in a way. Really? Well, you just imagine, I mean, the, the stuff that they have to do just to make these things work, it's like years and years and years of, like, grinding at really technical stuff mm. to make these very delicate things. And then to actually get well, I say delicate, there. they're pretty damn strong, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's very... Intricate. It's, it's very technical and yeah. intricate, yeah. So you just imagine after years of working on this one particular project mm. and... Not just having built it, it's gone through a journey of six months or seven months to land. Really? And it it works. And it lands safely and it starts projecting back photos of, you know, it's landing and eventual, like, moving along the surface Mm -hmm. of the planet. It's absolutely incredible. I watch it now. Well, it's just, obviously, a load of them in, um, uh, what do they call it, mission control. Mm. Um, they just they all stand up in unison and they're like yeah you know high fiving like we did it we did it so did they try it and they haven't successfully done it for a while they've had many failures along the way to try and get these things because let's just imagine they um, you know as the the shuttle comes into the atmosphere of the new planet Mm. it's travelling at hundreds of miles an hour it's against temperatures of like thousands of degrees it's got to be extremely resistant to not just burn up and you know um melt in space yeah but it's got to go through all these challenges Mm. to then successfully it's then got to slow itself down with the giant parachute system so much so that it lands without damaging itself and then you've got to hope that everything that went into the building of it works to transmit back signal and, you know, all the other stuff. Yeah, I understand all that. I um, just thought that... I just I felt like they'd been doing that kind of thing for years, like landing the things on Mars. D- uh, to Mars is a different kind of... Do you um, think they've got loads of, like, dents in Mars where they've, like, flown these things and, like, the parachute didn't work? Well, I suppose so. There's, <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably, like, bits of probes and stuff, like, lying all over the place. So but there's, like, mini spaceships stuck in it. Well, they've actually... <laughs> <laughs> My imagination's so weird, honestly. What they've gone to do this time is there's like a giant um, crater. What they think was an old river. Um, There's like you know, you know, just at the the mouth of a river, you get like a delta system where there's loads of like interweaving uh, channels. Yeah. That the water goes into the main body of thing. There's one of those, and so this um, the rover is making like. I think it's a, about a two-mile journey. It travels really, really slowly along the ground, and it's taking photos along the whole way, mm. collecting samples. Um, ah, will and, it come back? Yeah. Ah. So it's going to stay there for about two years. No, longer than that, actually. The samples won't come back until about 2030. So it's a long process. It's going to be there oh for, you know, a long gosh. time. It's going to collect um, rock samples, and see if there's any like microbes in there which might suggest that life once existed on the mm. planet, or I think like potential for life. Because obviously, what the overall plan of this is that we will go to Mars and we will set up a colony on Mars, and it will become a secondary system that we can literally establish life on. Do you think we will? Yeah, 
without really? doubt. I've I've listened to like um, Elon Musk talking, and it's not even like a we may do this. It's like this is going to happen. Who are they going to put on there? Well, they're talking about having um, commercial space flight. I think sometime after twenty thirty. But what they've got to go and do first of all is so. So what this perseverance is doing, it's got to collect samples, obviously, so they can study it and figure out, you know, use all the data for things that are useful. But also, it's going to try to figure out how it can convert the atmosphere. There's very little oxygen in the atmosphere, so right. if we were to go there, we'd just we'd just suffocate most likely. So it's got to figure out how it can convert all the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere into oxygen, like on a regular basis, so that we, so we could actually sustain life there. And also, um, because rockets would need fuel, you know, propellant to keep them going backwards and forwards to and from mm. the Earth, they need to know how to be able to create that up there using the carbon dioxide. Imagine the amount of fuel that, like... A rocket uses though, oh, shocking like, and they're amount. putting all that into the like we're, like we're already doing a lot of load damage. <laughs> yeah, I can't even I can't even imagine how much. Imagine um, them going back and through. forth like like airplanes. Well, <laughs> Elon Musk was talking about the amount of failures that they have. Like mm. they, they crash so many of them because it's like there's like a really small percentage of success that they have, and either side of those parameters, these things just blow up. You know. The, the smallest thing will go wrong, and it's like boom. There's your chance. There's How your long does it take to get to Mars? Billions of dollars gone. Sorry. How long does it take to get to Mars in this the rocket? I don't know. Uh, this thing has taken seven months, so I guess that about that time. Should I Google it? You can Google it. Because imagine if you, you know, you your auntie or something decided I'm going to go to Mars and live over there. Right. What? How would you visit him? Take like six months to go and visit him. I'm coming over. Put the kettle on. <laughs> Seven Six months. months later. <laughs> uh, let me see. How long does it take? I mean, yeah, this um, this thing set off. Oh my god! It was like the second one. Yeah. Nearly two years. Though that does include a return trip. Right. Yeah. At least nine months to reach the planet. So perseverance set off in oh July of last year, and it's just. Well, it's on th- on Thursday it landed. Um, but yeah. oh, it only takes three days to get to the moon. I, I didn't know that, but yeah, apparently. I didn't know, by the way, that, that Mars is the second smallest planet in our solar system. Second smallest. It's, uh, what's the, was it Mercury? That's, a, that's smaller than that, I think. I have no idea, actually. Um, it's also... What do you reckon the top temperature is on Mars? I don't know. Would you, okay, put it this way. Do you reckon it's very hot or do you reckon it's very cold? I'm really not a space buff. Well, nor am I. Just, what do you think it's hot or cold as a Well, planet? it's further away from the sun, so it would be colder than Earth. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of weird. I think there's an image of Mars, you know, because it's called the red planet. Oh, I know what you mean. Of it being really hot. Yeah. I think I was under that illusion for a long period of time, honestly, but it reaches... The hottest point of the planet, it reaches 21 degrees Celsius at the equator in summer. So that's like the peak of temperatures in the planet, which means that not only do we have to deal with all this, like problems to do with the atmosphere and oxygen, 
we also have to find a way to be able to stay warm <laughs> and not freeze to death up there as well. Do they have snow on Mars? Is that a stupid question? Uh, I don't think so. Like, because they don't really have... There's no water up there either. Oh, there, whoa, there? whoa. My ear just popped. Is that the... Is your headphone gone for now? No. Okay, my ear just popped then. That is really weird. I can't hear out my left ear. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I literally can't hear out my left ear. It's weird. That's so weird. Like, now you can't hear out of it. No. Strange. Well, Made me really dizzy. Um, Jupiter's huge. Jupiter is a is a giant. I've got to say. Wow. So so hold on a minute. It takes it takes that long to get to Mars, and it's right next to us. Well, yeah, I suppose so. That's mad. It takes quite a while. I mean, you'd imagine over the next few years they'll be able to get there. De- develop technology to be able to get there quicker I suppose I, sp- I think that's the point of um, what they're working on now but here's the here's a picture of the actual the rover thing yeah that's how I remember them looking. it's about a ton in weight which is that heavier than I thought it would be actually mm. they've also sent a little um, helicopter up there with it it's very this small little thing it's about the size of like a shopping bag that will fly it will be like the first little flight on Mars and we'll have like a scan round probably with a like a drone system mm. and take pictures and I just think it's incredible that we've got to this we've got to a point now in technology and um, advancement where like we're we're talking about moving between planets yeah, it's just it's like mad. astonishing mm. the fact that we're, we're able to do that it it makes you think, you know, if you like project fifty years into the future, what then? All yeah. those things that people years ago be like, it's impossible, it's magic. You you need to be some kind of sorcerer to be able to do this stuff. It's not. We keep breaking new boundaries of things, and it's just it's mind boggling. I'm like I love science, and you know I do think like oh it's incredible, but I like to be in my own little bubble a yeah. little bit. Like whenever I think outside of like even the earth I just get a bit like Whoa, like it makes me feel a bit I think most people do honestly like, out I of, do, like an out of body experience kind of thing I'm like I feel a bit like dizzy and it makes me feel a little uncomfortable yeah um, not that I don't think like I don't want to know I'm not interested in it it's just that I don't like the way it makes me feel because it makes me feel very very small mm. and like Almost like meaningless. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's because uh, it just makes you think that, in the grand scheme of things, like you're, you're, such a small you're fragment. like a yeah, you're yeah. like a drop in the ocean, yeah, and it just makes me think like, <gasps> like it, I just doesn't make me feel good. It's so a even really though, even though it interests me, and I like oh that's amazing that all this technology and everything, I really don't like talking about it. Yeah. It makes me really like <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's um, it's no. a strange balance, isn't it, between miraculous and terrifying? I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's not just scary because it's unknown. Like I'm not really scared. Like if there's other life or anything like that. Um, it's more. It's more the the floating in the middle of nothing. Yeah. Like. That freaks me out. Thinking about the fact that that's what we do, you mean? We're just yeah, and in. then we've just like popped over to the next 
floating planet. It's yeah. just weird. It's like everything just feels like it's like suspended and it could just all just drop at some point yeah, or just anything could happen. Like, I don't like that. I don't like thinking about it. No, it's, it is incredibly strange. And I don't get why... Like, I think there really are two polar opposite people. You either love space or you hate space. And it's not like, oh, I hate space. It's just the thought of it really freaks you out. Yeah. And I'm definitely more on that side. I think things. I'm leaning more towards the other one, really. The interested in it. Yeah, like... I, but I, you like dinosaurs. I, I get what you mean. Because... <laughs> They're big. Like, literally the other day I started thinking about just the, the process of time. I, I kept, See, I hate this already. Like, it's giving me anxiety just think you just saying that. Yeah. I just immediately don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I'm like, mm, no. Well, just as an example, I was just thinking about that, let's say. Mm. And that did freak me out. Because I was thinking about that a lot. Um, so it's not like I'm, I'm not immune to that same feeling that you're talking about. But I definitely, um, I think more just on the the capabilities of humans, where we've got to that that massive um advancement that that fascinates the hell out of me yeah the fact that just like just you and i brains of the same scale and capability have been able to come up with these things that are just like you, people years ago would think that only like gods would be able to do that kind of I know. stuff it is really it is incredible but i just think Maybe I think I can't have any sort of impact in that world. Like, I'm not intelligent enough to be, to work at NASA or have that kind of impact. So I feel like that's, unless I can help in some way, then I don't need to be looking into that because I don't understand it fully. So I'm just going to freak myself out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, of course. I mean, look, there's um, people dedicate their lives to that kind of thing, don't they? And that's mm. why they understand it. Um, so I, I know what you're saying. It's almost like it, it's out of our... It's out of a capability of us. Yes. So... It's, it's like uncomprehendable. So, yeah. What could possibly happen. So why should we worry about things that are so, like, just... Yeah. Something that we can't even get involved in anyway. So why should we concern ourselves with something that's so terrifying? Mm. I get that. I do. Um mm. It's and I think as well there's an element of like the world is so fascinating and there's so much on the planet that's still undiscovered and mm -hmm. like, you know last last time we were talking about the ocean mm -hmm. right there's so much there we don't know about and yet we're very determined to like leave <laughs> yeah and get off and go to the next thing it kind of makes you wonder you know where do you draw the line I guess um, but anyway that's for another another time I'm sure <laughs> um, just last last question uh, what do you think about aliens briefly um, I I think that without a doubt there has to be uh, some other lives around on some other planets whether it's in our solar system or another one yeah just somewhere in the galaxy there has to be I think there's several but I think we call them aliens because that's what we imagine aliens to look like, like having, like, the typical, whoever made this up, like, stereotypical vision of an alien. Mm. But I don't think they would, like, I mean, like you said, if you look at some of the creatures in the ocean, they look like aliens. But we don't look at an octopus and go, oh, that's an alien. 
that we, we say we class it as a as a, it's an octopus. An so I don't, I don't see them as like scary blue or green creatures that no. like have webbed fingers and toes and no, of course not. Like don't have clothes. Like I don't think like that. Isn't I think it funny how embedded that has become in our like? If I just say witch mm. to you, you're like, oh, I've got this image of a, of a witch with a, a hat and a broom and a cat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then you say alien, and it's you've immediately got this like big. Big like goggle-eyed, yeah. massive head being. It's like they're ready to go. I'd love to know where that came from. Probably like a movie or something. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, the where cartoon, does this... Or... I think it came from... It's probably like a science fiction writer or something like that, um, you know, who came up with this idea of like... Because the the image of an alien is essentially... It's like a human. It's like it? a human, it's but got more hands. intelligent, so bigger yeah, head. bigger head. It's a little more like... Um, what do you call it? Like vulnerable, maybe like softer. Yeah. Um, because I don't know of the conditions of wherever it's it's living in spacecraft or something. I don't know. Um, and like the flying saucer, it's got so it's so iconic. Mm. These images, you it know? is, yeah. And and no wonder people are afraid of it if that's and obsessed by it as well. You mm. know, like over the past few days, right? I've seen so many videos and conversations and whatnot. I mean, you could. Whether it exists, whether they exist or not is irrelevant. You could convince yourself that this is absolutely true, mm. even if the evidence points to one way or the other. I have to say, I've seen a couple of things that I was like, well, that's, that's weird. And even um, the there's a department in the American called Department of Defense, which is connected to the government, which have confirmed the, uh, the what do you call it, the authenticity of two or three videos that were recorded from uh, the navy mm. and they were released into the public wow. there were one was from taken from a gun turret camera of like a, an american fighter jet so they're going on the regular um military drills and they've they're suspended in the air and all of a sudden this aircraft appears opposite them and it um, it does some strange erratic movements and it drops down like within seconds to within a few meters from just above the sea, the ocean. And it, it does that a couple of times up and down in speeds that are like not even, they're not capable, nothing is capable that they know of doing this kind of thing and it's gone. Mm. Um, and stuff like that from people who were <laughs> incredibly intelligent. And you'd imagine rational because of the job that they've got are entirely convinced that this thing is not of this world. Yeah, I think or it's civilization. <coughs> civilization. I think it's more likely that there's aliens among us. If if they're that intelligent and they can clone people or whatever, mm. they would have made humans to come and live down here. Like people that look like us to come and live down here so that they blended in. It probably seems more plausible, doesn't it? Because yeah. otherwise they're being incredibly quiet about <laughs> existing. Like, Imagine if they were just like dogs and that was a way to get into people's lives. But that was the alien. Yeah, the yeah. dog. And yeah, then they possibly. just came and got the dog and like put it into back into its normal form and was like, yeah. what did you find out? Like, well, look, dogs are a man's best friend. <laughs> yeah. This is the way into their homes. <laughs> yeah, they tell their dogs everything. Yeah, but the food is dreadful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That to eat rubbish meat. And they take me on walks every day. 
<laughs> I just want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this this topic of aliens is it's just endless, isn't it? You could talk about the existence, mm. that kind of thing. I, I, I don't mind that so much as space. Okay. Which is odd because you'd think, oh, aliens come from space. But yeah. I think that I see aliens, they'd have done something by now. I think because there's more of like a fantasy element to aliens in the way, isn't there? It's kind of, but like, also like, if they're like us, then they don't want to hurt us. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Or like they're just they're just as curious as we are about getting to Mars. Yeah, they're curious course. about this planet too. I mean, we're curious, aren't we? So there's no reason why they shouldn't be. Will um, there be a day when that happens? When a spaceship just comes down and is like, we've done a lot of research about your planet. Yeah. This is our planet. Maybe. That'd be freaky, huh? Yeah, it really would. Um, I mean, what would you... Where would this start? Where would... Like, on a conversation level, if mm-hmm. we were able to communicate for whatever reason, where would you begin? What would you say? What would you do? Like, hello, my name's Jeff. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where would you begin yeah. that conversation? We took from two entirely different civilizations. But not only different that, planets. like the amount of different cultures and countries just, and everything so in the vast. UK. Yeah. It depends where they want to go. Yeah, They'll exactly. get a different perspective on our, our life. Yeah. What form of English, if the, let's say that they'd mastered English, what form of it would they have mastered if they were able to glean any of it? Not even English. Like I'm on about different, con- like, different languages. As in, do you mean the difference in, between them? No, no, no. As in like, what if they just dropped in in Japan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was the first language they heard. So, like, the the language of the Earth they knew of was, the ja- Earth was Japanese. Japanese yeah. yeah, that's the it's thing. Like, impossible. if if there are aliens on another planet, their world would also probably be like that. They would have lots of different languages on their world too. Very true. Yeah. Um. I guess that's why. I mean, you would imagine that they visually, anyway, they would kind of. I suppose it depends on what planet they come from, but we, as, like, humans of the planet Earth, we look a certain way because we've developed the conditions of that Earth. So if you imagine there's, like, another... They're, they're from another planet, they would have to look different, wouldn't they? Like, in a certain way. Because yeah, they've adapted yeah. to that climate or... Absolutely. ...type of thing. I think so. But, um, Is it more scary to think that we are the most intelligent, like, creatures... In the universe, or that there are other ones that are more intelligent. I think it places a lot of the <laughs> responsibility on our backs if we are the most intelligent. That's what I was thinking too. Because, like, if we mess things up, ain't no one smarter going to come along and fix it. Mm. It's like we've got to pick up the pieces of whatever. The yeah. Thing, but know. if they come down here and they're like, oh, you don't know how to do this yet. Yeah. Like, we'll show you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you're running out of resources. Don't worry about it. We know how to fix that immediately. Yeah. Um, we know how to convert, well, I don't know, water into something else. Like, they can make an infinite renewable energy for mm. something. Are you polluting the ocean? Watch this. Yeah, watch they this. Just, like, pick out all the or they just, they've got this powder they've made and they just sprinkle it in the just ocean. It's like, all the it's like, <laughs> yeah, like 200 years ago, all of a sudden. Um, oh, that's weird. The dinosaurs come back. Not from 200 years, obviously, but can you imagine? I don't know. That, like, everything that was extinct will come to life again. It'll be reborn. Oh, (laughs) God. 
But um, yeah, I think actually it's probably more scary the fact that we might be the most intelligent. I mean, look, something's gone right. We've been very successful at what we've been doing so far. Um, we've survived out of many other things that have not. So we're doing. Touch wood, we're doing. Touch wood. We're not doing a bad job. Let's say. Oh, that reminds me. Well, I wanted to mention that last week we were talking about earthquakes. Mm. Am I okay to change the subject? Yeah, of course. Yeah. A little bit. Is there anything else you wanted to say about aliens? Oh uh, no, I th- think we are done on that Just subject. Just because I noticed the time. Yes. Um, but last week we were talking about earthquakes, and that we were specifically talking about the 2011 one, um, which happened in Fukushima. And that night we had a 7.3 earthquake, which was apparently an aftershock of the 2011 earthquake. Isn't that unbelievable? It, yeah, the timing of that was just... And I just want to say shocking. that when we were talking about it on the podcast, inside my head I was saying, don't say this because you're going to jinx it. <laughs> don't talk about this because you're going to jinx it. That's and I do that sometimes, like a bit superstitious like that. So in my head I was like, don't, don't do it. Yeah. And that night it happened and honestly it was terrifying. It was so, pretty scary, right? Yeah. So for for... We were just thinking, oh, I can't even imagine what that was like. Even if that was like a tiny portion of it, that was so scary. Yeah. And from from a couple of people we've spoken to, it seems like that was just like a fraction of how bad it, it really felt mm. to be here during that um, that experience. So very weird um, sensation. You kind of feel like you're you're floating inside... An object that's been shaken. That's the best way I can I can describe it. It's kind of like being on a bouncy castle or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that probably or is. Or like, like you know when you go in those um those fun, houses. fun houses and they've, they've the got floor that moving. floor that's shaking. Not that aggressive. No. But yeah, like that. Yeah. And it did. It started off slow and then it got heavier, um, more intense. Yeah. And the thing I don't like are the alarms. The sirens. The are sirens just... that go off, your phone's going off, saying earthquake, earthquake, earthquake. And it's, like, really loud. It just does it automatically. It yeah. scared, scared me so much. Like, I literally screamed. Mm. Um, I was on video to my family as well at the time, so they were terrified because they could see the lights shaking and the lights flickering on and off. And um, I don't know how, but we didn't we didn't lose anything. Like, nothing was damaged. Yeah, no, no, like power cuts or everything, like no damage to the building. We didn't even break a mug. Unbelievable. Um, it's really shocking. But, and like Jack tried to come in to me, and I was in a different room, um, and he couldn't stand up, so it was pretty bad. Yeah, I, I was sat on like a, a low chair on the floor as they tend to do in Japan, and uh, I, I tried to get up off the chair, and I was so disorientated and out of out of balance and sync I just couldn't get up properly mm. and um, I was actually playing a game online with my friend at the time and we were using headsets and microphones and I heard his siren go off first mm. which created a loop inside my ear from the, the microphone that was picking up stuff from our place and it was just I, was, I didn't know what was going on and then all of a sudden I took the things off and we like shaking from mm. side to side just just a really unnatural sensation. I cannot even imagine what what it was like um, ten years ago. I really yeah, can't. Yeah, no. But it, it's a 
it's a little it's a little reminder of um the power of the earth let's put it that way yeah and i just felt like that tied in with what you were saying yeah it reminded me of that yeah no you're absolutely right um peculiar time isn't it as well i was talking about it i know it's so weird yeah let's hope we don't get uh one of those anytime Mm-mm. soon again that's right um anyway let's let's end the podcast there joe okay i think i need a nap yeah i feel <laughs> a little sleepy um but <laughs> thank you once again for tuning in to our weird life that has been episode 30 we hope you've had a great week and we hope that you have a a good one um next over week. the next <clears throat> few days yeah um yeah you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast and the like uh you can find us on facebook twitter instagram looking for the tag at our weird life pod uh jody do you have any revelatory comments of the week don't go to bed late boom right there just don't it doesn't it, yeah, it takes age especially the older you get it's take good, ages it? to catch up on. Yeah. And it's such a bad habit to get into. It really is. It was a bed at like a decent time, like ten or nine. Yeah. Half ten. And get up you you just you'll get up at a better time. You'll feel better. You'll feel better. Yeah. Just read. Should we try thirty days of going to bed at a human time? Yeah, please. Because <laughs> we went to bed really late last night. Yeah. It's a it's a bad habit it's to get into. It's fun, you know, you watch a movie and whatever, whatever, but it no, it catches I'm so up tired now. right now. Yeah. I feel like poo. Let's let's break that habit right now. So, yeah, go to <laughs> bed. <laughs> go to bed early. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week with a brand new podcast. Farewell. Take care, bye. Goodbye.